0: And Welcome back to a haphazard episode of DSLR Film New Podcast. I've got Mitch here, who is broadcasting at 5 megs in second. <laughs> it is an amazing speed that Charter provides him. Free gratis because they love him so much. Mitch, you were gone last week because I had technical issues. What have you been up to these last couple weeks?
1: I was gone last week. I didn't even know I was gone. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. I've uh, not been to, up to anything exciting uh, that I can think of. I'm not prepared for that segment. I'm, actually, the only thing I've been doing in the last week is uh, photo announcements, camera announcements, and I think we're going to talk about one or two.
0: You know, today. normally I would I would wander around and talk about what I've been up to, but there are so many camera announcements to go through. We have nine-plus camera announcements to talk about, and what? it is just ridiculous. Uh, we did touch on a few of these last show with Devin, but some of these I want to get Mitch's input on, especially <laughs> the M5. But uh, first, Mitch. That's M for Mitch. Where are all these announcements coming from? Uh, Planet5D.com. And, of course, uh, Photokina in, oh, in, in, in Germany. Oh,
1: Photokina was the answer you were after. Yeah,
0: that's uh, okay. All right. I think, guys, with this uh, craziness, it's probably time for the news. Time for the news. Time for the news. So I went ahead and organized these by sensor size, because why not? There are so many cameras that it could actually do that. Let's start with the biggest sensor right here. This is from Fuji. This is the GFX 50S. This is a medium format. And I put that in quotes because a number of people have been complaining that the medium format of this sensor size is not quite as big as some of the other medium format quote-unquote cameras available (laughs) but still for under ten thousand dollars you get a hell of a big sensor this thing is 1.7 x times a full frame sensor so wow that's a lot i mean your depth of field on something like this is crazy mitch what do you think about this camera ten thousand dollars i mean i would read through the specs list guys but i can't afford this so what do you think (laughs)
1: Uh, well, uh, first and foremost, it's a photo camera, right? It's a medium format. It's designed for photography and oh, by the way, they're going to throw in video. And I love, love, love the fact that in the announcement and I want to thank, I've forgotten who I was watching, uh, somebody was broadcasting the, the, uh, announcements live on YouTube. Not, I'm sorry. Facebook. Anyway, uh, so I watched the announcement of this fascinating—the uh, fact that they never once mentioned video in the announcement that I recall—and uh, it's only in reading NewsShooter.com plug there for NewsShooter Dan Dan Chung did an interview of one of the reps from Fuji and specifically asked about video and. The answer was, yes, it will have video. And so Dan said, well, what kind of resolution? Will it have 4K? Will it be 1080? Will it do 60 frames a second? I said, we're not announcing any of that yet because we haven't decided what we're going to do. The assumption is with the sensor that's that big, that overheating is going to be an issue. So... (laughs) 1080 is probably initially the only thing that they will do is my guess and i'm just purely guessing uh but i can't imagine that they're going to get any kind of 4k off of that anytime soon eventually they will of course but that sucker's going to overheat in a big time hurry it at, at 4k
0: so 1.7. Uh, if you're doing video at, at 1080p, the scaling on this—are are we going to see issues with, uh, uh, you know, uh, anti or aliasing filters or uh, um, more hay? Or you know, the Jello Cam? I think trying to compress something like that down <laughs> would be astronomical. I'm mean, looking at this camera. This is just really for studio work, right? Right. So if. That's- you- if you're doing product shots or you're doing amazing you know huge images or you're you're taking gorgeous stills for magazine covers this is what you buy yeah
1: yes uh and and it's interesting because it's smaller form factor than most of the other medium quote unquote using your air quotes uh format uh so it's it's designed to Physically be just about the same size as a five D Mark IV, so uh, that's kind of intriguing. So it is, it is more of a studio camera. They are trying to get obviously more photographers, maybe even landscape photographers, using it due to the form factor. Um, and I'm, I'm really, frankly, kind of surprised they're even trying to throw video on it because, like you said, the, the, the processing that's got to go on to make that happen is it's going to be difficult.
0: Now, uh, some of the other medium format cameras out there are 100 megapixel or or more. 51.4 megapixel for the Fuji GFX 50 is is how's that going to compare? I mean, I know it's quite a bit less expensive than Hasselblad's offering. What is that like 40,000, 30,000 something like that? <laughs> uh yeah, some um, crazy number. Crazy numbers.
1: And I and I found it interesting that this they're planning on doing multiple aspect ratios uh, with the software, so you'll be able to get four by three, and that will have a different megapixel rating than uh, sixteen by nine, et cetera.
0: So, um, okay, I, I think we're losing excitement for the Fuji G- GFX well, fifty. They,
1: they did it. They did. I think it's good that they. It is a new mount. It's called the G mount, by the way. And they did announce six new lenses to go on the G mount, so that's rather smart of them, because otherwise you're screwed without having any lenses, right? But
0: well, and it's kind of weird too because uh, a lot of the lenses were f2.8, and I was trying to think about how that works out in a medium format, and I can't wrap my brain around that. You know, I know that f2.8 isn't is not the same. On right. a medium format body, it's more like the depth of field of an F1.4 maybe, but don't quote me on that because I don't actually know. I don't yeah. shoot medium format, so yeah. my brain's a little bit messed up with that. The other thing to think about with this camera, the price is low enough that you could go out and buy a bunch of old medium format lenses and adapt them to this because it is a uh, mirrorless camera so you do have the flange distance advantage that may give you a lot more lens offerings if you don't mind manually focusing for medium format beauty moving on to the next camera let's i I can't imagine unless you're doing
1: uh product shots doing manual focus on like you um, know there's some artisanal
0: guy out there that's got uh Got his old, you know, metal <laughs> lens, and he's, you know, focusing and showing everybody how amazing he can he can create his images. Manual focus, I, I, yeah, you're right. Something that has to be s- stable and still, and, yeah. and not moving around. That's kind of wacky. Right. All right, anyway. <laughs> next camera on the list. I'm trying to fly through these because we got so many of them. The Sony. A99 Mark II. This is not an E mount. It's an actually an A mount, uh, which we kind of thought was sort of abandoned by Sony. But wait, it's not abandoned. <laughs> Instead, we have what some people are saying the 5D Mark IV should have been. The specs on this are actually pretty amazing. 42 megapixel sensor, uh, pretty close to that 51 we were just talking about. Uh, it's got 4K video footage in both DCI as well as UHD. And that is crop so you can crop in on the sensor or you can go full frame. This thing has the audio interface that we normally get. It's got the 5-axis image stabilization. It has long format. It has 14-bit raw output. It has 420 8-bit recording internally with 422 output. This has every single freaking bell and whistle. Sony has been offering us all of this stuff (laughs) and this camera is no exception but it's aim-out so you lose all the advantages of... You know, adapting Canon glass to this thing and everything else. And while there is a robust number of lenses in the A-mount catalog, uh, it's something that people have kind of been moving away from because they thought it was abandoned. What do you think about this camera, Mitch? Is it, how does it compare to the a7R Mark II, which is, I think, the same exact sensor as this a99?
1: I am totally blown away. This is my next camera. I'm selling my 5D Mark four immediately. Oh, wait, I can't get this yet. Um, <laughs> lots of interesting things about this. I agree that it has uh, very sexy, uh, using your words, appeal. Uh, I found it interesting that in the demo videos they showed. Let's go back to the video side, right? It's got uh, a super 35 crop. For 4K or a full frame, and in the Super 35 crop, they say there's no pixel binning and no line skipping, and this is the best image ever possible. Super 35 format. Yes, their their demo video uh, had only one short clip that was full frame. Everything else was Super 35, and so it turns out that they're not talking about you know. No pixel binning in full frame and no line skipping. We don't know what they're doing in full frame But it obviously is incorporating some kind of methodology to compress that uh, and so They're not as exactly as as happy about talking about full frame 4k as they are about super 35 4k now So, what did everybody do when the five D Mark IV was announced, and they announced the crop factor of one point seven, whatever? They complained. Where's the complaining going on here? Okay, I'm putting on my Canon hat. All right, I I know I'm wearing my Canon hat, but why isn't there major uproar over the fact that all of the good features of four K is only sort of really available in the Super Thirty Five format, and I don't even know what the crop factor is.
0: I don't anyway. know. I'll have to wait and see the image from the full-frame sensor to, to determine whether or not it's an issue. But at least you have that option. I right. mean, even if there is a little bit of jello cam with this... Or uh, overheating? Yeah, possibly overheating. <laughs> oh, the issue is, and I brought this up, uh, Panasonic, when they... And we'll talk about this in a little bit. The GH5 was... It's not announced. It's in development. But... There was suspiciously no mention of five axis image stabilization, but then they have this whole 6K, you know, uh, photo capture mode. Heating on the sensor, when you are doing this five axis image stabilization, you have to be able to move the sensor around, but moving the sensor around means your heat sink Is Severely limited because you would have to move the mass of the heat sink in order to accomplish that same five axis image stabilization Now are you suspecting that maybe this a 99 mark 2? Doesn't have enough of a heat sink and we will experience overheating issues because of that five axis image stabilization Does the a7r2 have overheating issues? i don't
1: think it does yeah.
0: does it um, i mean my a7s mark ii does not overheat on me but then the a6300 does overheat on uh, well a number of people have said it, it overheats it gets very hot i've never had one actually shut off when i've played around with it so well I, I don't yeah know.
1: And, I, and i and I, you brought it up and i have to mention this and i won't name his name because if he happens to watch this he he will know who he is but uh, somebody posted a bashing video about the uh, Canon Five D Mark IV, uh, and he went on so long that the A sixty three hundred that he was filming on overheated, and he have to wait had to wait in order to finish recording his video. Uh, <laughs> and you know, talking about how so you know again overheating's an issue. It's not every scenario, and not every I've. Never had my 5D Mark III overheat. Some people have had their 5D Mark III overheat. It's, it, it happens. Uh, but when you're trying to grab 4K uh, video off of a full frame sensor, odds are you're gonna have some issues. And even the smaller cameras have, have issues with that. And I still firmly believe that that's the reason why Canon's not putting out 4K. I bet you they could do 4K full frame on the 5D Mark IV but I suspect they had some overheating issues in their testing, and so they said, eh, let's not even put it there, because they want everything to work 100% flawlessly all the time. Now, we know that doesn't always happen, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's overheating's an issue for many people, and I suspect that the A7, A99 Mark II will have that.
0: So, I guess the question is, with the A mount, is this camera hot or not? <laughs> Get it overheating? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's, oh, uh, right. man. Uh, maybe I should lay off the jokes today. But seriously, oh. uh, what do you think? I mean, $3,200, that puts it in the same price range as the uh, 5D Mark IV-ish. Uh, Ish. Ish, you know, it puts it in the same price range as all the A7 line. It, is Sony falling down by continuing with this, uh, this A mount instead of focusing more on their very popular E mount line of cameras? Focusing and there another pun. <laughs> oh. oh.
1: Um, I don't know, they touted the I I again watched the announcement for this uh, Photokina uh, live. I think Jared Frono's photo was, was doing the Sony one. Um anyway, no that was anyway, it doesn't matter who it was. Uh they talked a lot about the fact that this was the aim out was this was the 10th year of of selling a mount cameras uh so they're they're pretty proud of that Uh, i think the negative aspect of that is the slt mirror you know the translucent transparent mirror thing uh that's still i mean i've never tried one have you tried one
0: i have it does improve focus um There's an adapter you can actually buy. It's the OEA4 with some other letters and numbers combined (laughs) to make the name, but it adds a translucent mirror to your uh, A7 camera and uh, improves the focus on several of the generations of the A7 series and allows you to use A-mount as well. Uh, It works well. It's not that bad. Uh, You do lose a little bit of light in your preview, uh, but it's not substantial enough to be irritating and you well, know you, don't
1: you lose to... you you lose a little bit of light not in just in preview but in actual usage right no I mean, the
0: does... s the stl still moves up and down oh, so does it? yeah so it splits the light between the sensor and the imager you know the the um the view viewing sensor as well but it moves when you operate it so it's still a moving piece it's just translucent I think that's right. Maybe I'm wrong. I've got it right. I should have just if I had known we were to talk about this, I'd get yeah. it and like look at it, <laughs> poke at it and see if it actually moves. I don't now that you say that, Mitch, it's like, well, maybe it doesn't move. Maybe you just I don't lose think it. Light.
1: I don't think it does. Yeah. I think that the knock on it is that it doesn't move and uh, you know, they've got twelve frames per second stills, uh, with with this camera. So that's that's Compared to the seven frames per second on the 5D Mark IV, that's pretty stunning.
0: Someone in the chat is saying that you lose 25% image quality from that, uh, that flip up, so maybe maybe that's the case. I don't I don't know. Uh, I should get mine out. I'll look at it, and next show I will <laughs> report back what I find honestly i never really got into the a mount series of sony cameras really? and it's it's sort of weird that they abandoned it for so long it, it was like four years or three years between cameras and Kinda almost like canon yeah exactly <laughs> like canon but sony's <laughs> a company where every year or two it's like here's like 10 new cameras and you know if this camera's not right for you we have five others in that same lineup that's exactly the same only with a different sensor or this one you know has a different input or this one has a, a bigger megapixel counter. This one shoots in low light, you know, and then their other lines are just kind of like, meh, we're not going to do anything with these. So uh, it's weird. Now, while we're on mirrorless, and we're okay. continuing down the size and shape of the sensor. <laughs> I talked about this with Devin on last show but I wanted to give you a chance to comment on the Canon M5 uh, in my opinion and y- you can definitely throw me under the bus but uh, I think this is a great camera if it were released maybe three or four years ago now it's kind of a weird camera but Mitch explain what do you think about the Canon M5 uh, I think and and we could say this about all of them is you
1: you got to get your hands on the camera, right? It's it's wonderful and fun and lovely to talk about specs, and we all love 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 doing that. Uh, but once you actually get your hands on it, uh, for example, the five D Mark IV, I have I have been reading lots of chit chat in the forums uh, around the web, and I have seen time after time somebody say. I, I really, I bashed the 5D Mark IV when they announced the specs and when I got my hands on it, I love it. Uh, and so, I mean, in that regard, I I agree that this is, quote, too little too late. I mean, I've seen that all over the place. Maybe it turns out when you get your hands on it that it's it's great. Now, we have gotten into this mode of we have to have, all of this bleeding edge technology, right? We've got to have the latest this and that.
0: I mean, I don't are, know if I'd call a headphone jack bleeding technology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. Uh, <laughs> but and I'm just sort of speaking in general, not necessarily just this camera, but, you know, we have known and we've talked about it time and time again that Canon is a very conservative company. Uh, you and I both know that they have some amazing technology, and and there's a video uh, I, I saw at NAB, and they're showing it off at um, <coughs> Photokina that they've got an 8K camera with an 8K sensor that they've that they're doing video, uh, but they've got like four ninjas. The Atomos—I don't know—they're ninjas. Which model it is, but they—they've got bazillion wires coming off of this thing to to send the video signal because they have to break it down because none of the recorders can record 8K at this point. So, so they're sending you know chunks of the signal down and recording it and in, in order to be able to see it. So, we know that Canon is working hard on future technologies. It's just that producing things their concept is we want it to work we want it to be a hundred percent you go out in the field and it's going to freaking work and people are bashing canon for that and and i mean realistically this camera probably is too little too late for most people that have to have the newest hottest technology but for those people who don't who want something that works and want to stick with the canon line it's it's a good little camera and i'm i'm really interested to see this in actual usage we'll have to see
0: now as far as price goes this is a what about a thousand dollars so you know i didn't
1: look at the price i, I
0: think it's a 1099 <laughs> if i remember correctly and, and i'm i'm just looking around the other cam, the other mirrorless cameras that are that are in that same price range and almost all of them i actually i would say definitely all of them offer up as many features plus some compared to the m5 that's where i think you know we we talk about canon not keeping up with technology and you know the the camera is the camera you want and if you touch it you might love this camera but the issue is there are tons of other options in that price category, and many of them are cheaper. The A sixty three hundred that we were just talking about that overheats. I mean, if you don't mind a little bit of overheating, you can get yeah. all the specs in a camera that's about nine hundred dollars. So it saves you about two hundred bucks. That's money you could spend on a lens. You don't mind going uh, with any of the other crop sensor cameras. There, there's a bunch of options out there. And so now, uh, because Canon has waited so long to kind of make a feature rich uh mirrorless it's it's kind of buried underneath the list of other cameras i mean Uh just today's show nine cameras how does the m5 stand out for anybody to even notice as a you know as a purchase i would look around and i i don't even think i'll be able to find this in best buy to play around with it you know (laughs) it's that far down the list of cameras and and that means basically you know it's gonna end up like the rest of the um, mirrorless canon cameras i have a couple here that i bought for maybe a hundred dollars because no one bought them and the price immediately dropped down to nothing i fear that this is gonna happen to this camera and as a result canon will not refresh or the next refresh will be merely iterative similar to what they do with the ti line you know the rebel well, series
1: but um, putting on the my canon defensive hat um didn't didn't people bitch about the I'm sorry complain about the M1 the first version of the M I mean wasn't it horrific
0: no okay so the the very first one it was awful at the price of $750 when its price fell down to below $200 you were basically getting a T2i for under 200 bucks, and at the time, that was a great value if you wanted to shoot video only. If you wanted to shoot stills, the AF system in that was horrendous, awful, and the form factor for stills was not that great, uh, but for 1080p video, as soon as you put Magic Lantern on there, you had a good value at the 150 dollars price mark. <laughs> which I mean, that's that's awesome. Like, you can do that, but you know that was only uh, that was only a factor of the market to value ratio, not of Canon's releasing something you know that's priced right yeah, or you know good right. value to their customers. But,
1: but my point though is, you just said that you don't know that Canon's going to be able to sell enough of these to continue the line and my point is they still continue the line you're right they are continuing the line they are improving it it may not it may not be the camera for you we've talked about that before until i'm blue in the face uh but i I suspect they're going to sell now there are a couple of features in there that that are new right uh the, yeah, 5-axis
0: image stabilization. I was really surprised to first, see that. This is the first
1: Canon camera to have any kind of image stabilization in the body, right? Isn't that like earth shaking, don't you you feel the earth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I saw that, I was I actually slapped my forehead. I'm like, "Why didn't you stick that in it's the the Mark IV? Exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> the ADD they had, you know, that was supposed to be their video-centric uh, rebel camera. What the hell? You know, what are you doing, Canon? Y- you introduce it's it's a 24.2 megapixel sensor and it's APS-C, so this is most likely the exact same freaking sensor that we have in the top-of-the-line Rebel camera that yep. is designed for video, and yep. then they didn't put freaking image stabilization in it. What, what are you doing? What are you doing to me, Canon? You're uh. screwing us up. <laughs> And when you're yeah. talking about technology, that's the thing. So, you know, they're showing right here. Like, okay, look, look at this, guys. We've got uh, five-axis image stabilization. We have, you know, this touch screen system that's really nice. We have all these other things, and uh, we're not going to put it in our middle or top tier cameras. We're going to put it in our lowest tier camera. Why?
1: And, and 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 by the way, doesn't this have something called focus peaking in it? <laughs> I guess. think it does so so uh, and 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 so so now we know canon can do it
0: (laughs) ah it's ridiculous
1: uh, it is and 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 by the way uh i have approached canon as a sidebar Uh, i have approached folks at canon to do a sort of a town hall kind of meeting where i they want the questions ahead of time but i'm I'm, I'm trying to get them to do an on-camera session to me where I can approach them with questions like this very specifically. Uh, why, you know, you've got the technology, obviously. Why aren't you putting it on certain cameras? And maybe, we, you know, maybe they'll tell us something that we don't know. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm in discussions with them to talk about something like that. Uh, and another feature that's on this camera that has never been done before In any So this is new and I don't know if you paid much attention to it But they have this thing called touch and drag AF and and it was specifically highlighted in the new shooter video that I was watching this morning so When you put your eye up to the electronic viewfinder you can assign a fourth one quarter of the LCD to do focus with like on your thumb. So as you have your hands on the camera and your eye up to the viewfinder, you can actually use your thumb or any other appendage that you let's not go there. <laughs> Typically it's gonna be your thumb on the L C D screen, so obviously you're not seeing what you're doing, but you you're not seeing it, you know, on the L C D you're using your eye through the viewfinder. And this is you kinda of have to see it done. Um, uh, but you can use so you're using the LCD with your thumb to be able to change focus While you're shooting video or photos with the viewfinder Which is something that's never been done by any other manufacturer that I'm aware of So, so strange say they're not doing new stuff, but they they in fact do no new, new stuff That's really why, strange. I mean, and, I guess... and again, why isn't that if they have dual pixel autofocus in this camera? which is what they're using with this lcd again the same question is you just put out the freaking 5d mark 4 why didn't you put that software in there too and make the 5d mark 4 a little bit more innovative and maybe wow people a little bit more i don't know i'm frustrated by that buddy <laughs> what you, what's your thoughts on that new touch and drag AF?
0: i don't i don't know I, i'll have to look at it some more the description sounds interesting but it's it's a little strange i mean it is
1: strange and and i and i highlight that because dan chung who was is from new shooter and in the video he didn't actually show him demonstrating it uh but he did say i tested this before we did the interview and that's a pretty cool feature i wish it was on other cameras he said uh and so now you got me wanting
0: to like actually go find a m5 and and play with it just a little bit to see what the heck that's all about Uh... I don't know. These features you're mentioning, Mitch, they all sound great. And they're in the bottom line camera. This feels like, remember in the early days of Canon uh, digital cameras and even film cameras, they had that eye tracking thing? Yes. And the eye tracking thing was introduced in the lowest tier cameras, but not in the higher tier cameras.
1: And Nikon had it too for a while.
0: Yeah. you don't have anymore. So I wonder if this is maybe... Uh, them experimenting with better features in uh, the lineup that uh, is cheaper so that if they screw up, they don't have a bunch of professionals angry at them for breaking their expensive cameras.
1: Very, very true. And and I mean, realistically, that's what they've done for a lot of these things. I mean, where did the touch screen first show up? Where did the articulating screen just show up? The T4 line, right? T4i. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're very right in that they they do some experimentation and some testing before they bring it to the pro cameras. Because I'll tell you again and again and again, all I hear from Canon reps is we want to be able to take that, car- the fi- especially the 5D and the 1DX, the professional cameras out in the field and have them work. If they don't work, people won't buy them. The pros won't buy them, and that's our you know lusty market those are the ones we really want to have buying our cameras so as these things get tested out i think you're you're highlighting exactly right they're testing things out they're they're proving the technology and as it improves it gets moved up
0: all right, so that's enough about the M5. We got we got a lot of cameras still to go. So, really? the, yeah, the, oh man, the list continues. Uh, so the next one on the line here is the Olympus OMD E M One Mark II. Uh, this camera. Is finally, sort of catching up in video features. Uh, previously, Olympus was focused in on their image stabilization system, which they were, by the way, one of the first to offer the 5-axis image stabilization. Yes. And this is their top of the line. Uh, now they're going to be a finally offering a, a 4K recording capability in both DCI and UHD. Uh, this will have a what seems to be a very robust Kodak, 237 megs. Uh, per second encoding, which seems pretty pretty darn good. Uh, Sixty frames per second maximum uh, shooting speeds. Uh, all the video features you can think of are are supposedly going to be in this camera. Plus all the photo features and uh, a lot of pros especially european pros i don't want to poke poke fun at europeans but a lot of them love Olympus cameras uh, i like Olympus glass uh, this looks like a, a sweet deal but it sort of felt like they were kicking this out the door as a uh, uh, return fire over panasonic's bow for their announcing the in development of the gh5 uh, <laughs> what do you think about the OMD em one mark two a micro four thirds camera from olympus that will be their top of the line when this eventually is announced released and uh, we get some pricing on this because i have no idea what this is going to cost yet
1: yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know i think it's very very interesting this this concept of suddenly pre-announcing i know photokina only happens every two years right so of course you want to get your name out there and you don't want to be Like Nikon with nothing to announce. Oh wait, they did announce something, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. It's the. the, I just can't wait to talk about the GH five one myself. Uh, It it seems to have all the a lot of the bells and whistles that we would love to see. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing this. it makes me interested to test something like this. I've never, never touched an Olympus that I am aware of.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm curious. I own one Olympus camera. Did it really? Yes, right here. Look at this little guy. This is, this oh. is a cute little. This is a 16 it's megapixel. Uh, this is the Olympus Air. It's uh, right. Uh, it's cute. It's cheap. It's something that you can take some pretty good stills with, and it's kind of fun to not be able to see your image and just push the button. Uh, This was their attempt at a cell phone based, uh, you know, camera to take around with you that takes real lenses. It's uh, it's adorable. I you know I like it okay. It's is it amazing? No. It doesn't blow me away. Uh, do I like my Olympus lenses? I own many of them. I'm um, actually right now I am talking into an Olympus lens. This is the 7 to 14 F2.8. So and they're gorgeous pieces of glass, especially in the Micro Four Thirds category. Uh, am I going to jump ship from Panasonic GH4 to the Olympus OMD One Mark II? Uh, the problem with Olympus is in the past they've announced very good specs for their cameras, but then right when they actually show up uh, people complain about video issues they complain about menu systems they complain about uh, video shooting in general and that's where I kind of lean on my micro four thirds cameras is for video shooting so uh, Panasonic has kind of proven that they can do it and Olympus hasn't yet so I would wait and see especially if this is priced in parity with the GH5 now uh, well t- I didn't put the sh- GH5 specifically in the show notes but we can talk about it really quick. It, Wait, did not No, I, I left it out because it <laughs> you know I was going with announcements but this is a, you know the GH5 wasn't actually announced. It was announced as "I'm in development." Here's some specs and some leaked information, so you guys can get excited about it. Uh, they basically told us that it's going to have 4:2:2 internal recording. It's going to have a 6K picture mode, which basically allows you to shoot uh, a bunch of 60 megapixel stills uh, at 60 frames per, or at 30 frames per second, and you know that's a pretty crazy burst mode. Uh, this also, you know, it has. Uh, it just says a lot so, of weird stuff.
1: So so let
0: me throw in the fact that I'm
1: irritated as Kajibers with the number of websites that I saw who claimed 6K video coming to the GH5.
0: They're full of crap.
1: And they didn't bother to freaking read the fact that it was in photo mode and that it's this burst, which we still don't understand. And I actually wrote, because uh, I get... Uh, press releases from Panasonic, and I I wrote them back and I said, "Okay, you said it. Tell me more about what this 6K photo mode is." And they said, "Sorry, uh, we can't say any more than what we said in the press release, and that was that one sentence that said nothing." So <laughs> uh, it frankly frankly irritated me. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, imagine Canon announcing the 5D Mark IV and saying, oh, well, we're going to, we're, we're in development on the 5D Mark IV and we're going to, we're going to release it in six to 10 months. People would be pissing and moaning and screaming and like, oh my God, but yet panasonic does it with the gh5 and everybody's like oh god they've announced it finally thank god and and they've announced nothing
0: well they did say early 2017 so you know early
1: to to mid 2017 oh, I, I didn't see the I've caveat sh- of mid i've i've see, well the press release mentions early but i've seen several people that say yeah that's not gonna happen but but any either case either case even if it's even if it's early 2017. That's still six months from now. Yeah. And, and for, for them to announce as little as they did, <laughs> I, I w- we got a lot more data out of um, Fuji with this GX blah, 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 GFX thing. 50S. That is still not going to be delivered until 2017. Then we got out of Panasonic with the GH5, and yet people are just so ecstatic about the GH5, like it's the, and it may turn out to be the best thing since sliced bread. Um, I know I've seen um, Ilya, Fre- uh, what's Ilya's last name? The guy that runs Hot Rod Cameras. Uh, he is facebooked that the fact that he will be working with panasonic and will be one of the first people to touch the gh5 and people are going to be very excited about it um so i and and people people it may turn out be the best thing since sliced bread but it just irritates me that they say they're going to put out something and then they don't tell us what it does
0: I'm personally excited about the GH5 myself. I still use the GH4 as a workhorse. It's a great camera, and the price on that has been falling exponentially. You can now get a GH5 for around $1,000, which is, or a GH4, excuse me, for around $1,000, which is really affordable for all the yeah. features it offers. Uh, GH5, you know, if I could get a little bit better low light performance out of my micro four thirds camera and I could get some image stabilization and I'm always happy to have a little bit more uh, color and, uh, you know, uh, image resolution. So, you know, if they go up to 20 megapixel, that that's fine with me. I don't really it's not like the thing that I have to have. But internal Kodak recording, you know, if they can improve that, that's great. That's excellent. Will I use it? You know, maybe maybe I won't. I don't tend to shoot. (laughs) You know, logs, so I don't really give a darn about that, but you know, you have that option in the GH4 if you want. So, a few things they sell the camera for $1,600, they moved the audio jack. If I don't know if you looked at the pictures, but uh, they finally have the option to do an XLR input on the hot shoe, similar to what Sony is doing which right. means that you no longer have to worry about the stupid mic jack that blocks your monitor flipping about <laughs> on the camera. And I mean, those are things that make me happy. Uh, better yeah. image processor, you know, so maybe the menus are a little less sluggish. Uh, I know from the GH3 to GH4, uh, the menu system in response of the touchscreen went up exponentially. If they can improve that a little bit, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I'll buy it. No problem. 1600 bucks, that's right in the price range of impulse buy for a dj camera which is that's stupid (laughs) that i can say that that's why would i why is that an impulse buy that should not be an impulse buy my wife is probably not happy with me now (laughs) let's
1: i thought of something though by the way that i wanted to mention on the sony and that was that they talked a lot at the press conference about the fact that they are redoing the whole sony menu system (laughs) to make things a lot easier to have access to so that was a good thing right
0: yeah you have to wait and see with sony because what may be easier may just be that they add a dial that gives you like these pictures of people instead of of the actual (laughs) words that you need or you know oh you want to take a photo here's a picture of a guy taking a picture now you know you're in photo mode what is going on here (laughs) Uh, they're easy menus and some of their lower tier cameras it's I don't even understand what some of the pictograms mean when you're scrolling through stuff to try and get to video mode or whatever. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, I hope Sony does better. Will they? Uh, Oh, let's wait and see. Now, the next Panasonic announcement here, because we are going long and we still got a lot of cameras to cover. What that is oh, okay. the DMC G85? Not to be mistaken with the GX85, which is a smaller camera. This is a 16 megapixel sensor camera, Micro Four Thirds from Panasonic. It is basically a GH4 minus a headphone jack, plus image stabilization for about a thousand dollars it also has the 4k mode as well as improved uh, autofocus systems and of course the built-in wi-fi and all of that jazz uh, excuse me the price is 897 holy crap that's what? cheap yeah this thing this thing's uh you know i missed it when they announced the gx or when the uh, gx85 started shipping because the gx And the g are so close together that i get confused by all the sub branches of panasonic's cameras this guy is really affordable it offers almost all the features of the gh4 plus it you know increases with the image stabilization and some of the other uh, new features like the dual is system that allows you to use the is in the lens as well as the on-camera stabilization simultaneously in video mode Eight ninety seven. I mean, this is going to eat a lot of people's lunch. It's it's so cheap, and it offers so much stuff. Uh, you know, why even wait for the GH five when you can just go get this for half the price? For your uh,
1: indiscriminate spending, is it is that what you called it?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, impulse buy this camera, click done, sold. Have five of them. Why not? Uh no, I'm, I'm not going to buy this one. But uh I did. So I got on Craigslist the other day, and this is ridiculous. I don't need it. But there, remember the G8? Uh, that yeah. was like the big brother to the GH4. That Someone's was a gonna... conference about uh, missiles, wasn't it? The G8 <laughs> conference. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, Panasonic man, wow. you, you need to distinguish these with better names, but. Uh, I found one for 400 bucks. I don't even need one. And I was like, 400 bucks sold buying it. So um, this afternoon, I'm going to go pick up a g8 and i don't even need it i don't didn't even really want it it's just a really good price and uh, maybe i'll put it on ebay if i i don't like it because i think they Probably sell for, make money on it yeah they sell for 700 bucks on ebay so you know <laughs> i figured okay uh, it's a free rental basically i'll play around with it if i like it i'll keep it and if i don't it'll go back on ebay and it may be replacing the e1z cam as my <laughs> web camera <laughs> because hey why not why not use a full camera as a webcam that's Ridiculous too. All right. <laughs> Moving on to something else ridiculous. Here, Mitch, have you seen the no. YIM whatever camera? And now for some reason I can't click on my show notes, so I'm going to guess. There it goes. Ah, Thank you for transitioning. Finally, Uh, the YI M1 mirrorless digital camera. This is a Micro Four Thirds camera from the Chinese manufacturer of that action cam. The Y or Yi. I I always say YI, but it's actually Yi. Uh, This is going to sell for $499. It's already available for pre-order. They've created two lenses that, uh, you know, honestly aren't that that exciting. But the exciting part is. A micro four-thirds sensor uh, in a tiny package. Almost all touchscreen interface for this guy. And it's 499 with a lens. That nice. price is ridiculously good. It's capable of shooting 4K, 20 megapixel stills, uh, This thing is just basically they got their hands on a Sony Micro Four Thirds sensor, uh, strapped a touchscreen to it, and bam, they've they've got this. You know that that's that's exactly what I was hoping the E1 Z Cam would be, and uh, they didn't have this. Uh, So, you know, what do you think, Mitch? I mean, it's not really an action cam per se. It's not quite a stills only camera. It doesn't have any interfaces for ins and outs you know you know no headphone jack no audio inputs uh, other than the built-in microphone no hdmi outputs it, it's just a weird camera but it's super cheap very cheap
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i was just commenting in the chat room they're making fun of me in the chat room uh it's there are so many cameras that are coming out that do so much stuff for so little. Uh, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of nauseating. Uh, you have so many choices. But you've shown us for a long time that there are gobs and gobs of choices to begin with. Because you've taken cameras that nobody ever would have considered uh, as decent cameras and used them for all kinds of stuff. True. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm always amazed at what you find. It also makes you wonder where technology is going to go. Have we reached a limit where just about everything we need is available?
0: I don't know. I mean, you don't really know what you need until the next feature <laughs> comes out. And you're like, oh, wow, I, I guess I didn't even know I needed that. Now I well, have to have it. Like the
1: touch af thing on the back of the screen on the m1 right
0: well so as a younger person back in the 90s i had I, I saved up a bunch of money and i got an xl1 camera from canon you know way back in the day that was a that was a big deal right and in those days you got that camera and you shot on it for 5 or 6 years that camera lasted you a long time and i did i you know i shot standard definition tooth and nail until it wasn't a thing anymore and then finally moved on to hd but but now it's it's not the same you know you buy an expensive purchase camera and you may be lusting after the next expensive expensive camera in a year or two. It's not or the, less. Yeah, or less. I, you know, Richard, uh, a friend of the show, uh, sent me an email because he's got a couple of A seven Ss he wants to get rid of. And I, I was chatting with him, and it's like, wait a minute. You know, if I spend the money buying a couple more A seven Ss next year, Sony's going to announce some other thing that I'm going to want. And I'm going to. How long can I stick with these cameras? Or, you know, before I need the next camera and do i even need the next camera i have a gh4 and an a7s mark ii do i need a gh5 probably not Uh, you know i'm i'm able to fulfill all of my duties as a filmmaker with those two cameras right now and i can rent when i need to what am i doing to myself i've gotten into this you know impulse buying a freaking 400 hundred dollar camera just because i was i thought it would be nice to have you know what's wrong with me what's wrong with us
1: You are addicted, and we need to put you in the 12-step program. Uh,
0: (sighs) Cameras Anonymous cameras anonymous yes camera um, buyers <laughs> okay next camera that I'm not gonna buy uh, here is uh, the Nikon key Mission. and there's actually three cameras in this lineup they have the key mission 170 which is basically a hero five clone slash competitor uh, uh, you know waterproof all that business uh, It's it's got a touch screen blah 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 great good job uh, they've got the key mission 360 uh, which I think we talked about before which is a uh, 360 degree camera on both sides deal and then the one that actually surprised me and there there was a, uh, a surprise here is Nikon now makes a smartphone. this is the key Mission 80 which is basically what a weird freaking uh, smartphone looking camera with a selfie camera on the back and a screen. And I have no idea who this is for, uh, what this is for, or why it exists. But uh, they made it, and it's a thing. So there you go. Um, good job, Nikon. You know we don't cover a lot of Nikon news, and that's unfortunately because Nikon is, is doing so hot. And <laughs> with things like the Key Mission eighty, it's uh, it's no surprise, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. What, um, what do you think? I mean, action cams are already sort of. Uh, becoming passe even though everybody is buying the crap out of them is nikon doing anything special here these these look pretty rudimentary or pretty much identical to every other freaking camera out there (sighs)
1: so photokina comes every two years (laughs) and everybody's waiting for nikon to make major announcements and again i watched uh one of the live videos And and that actually was Fro from Frono's photo who went to and broadcast the uh, Nikon announcement and Key Mission action cameras was were it Uh, and he was like "Uh, really that's it that you know you we waited two years now I know can uh, Nikon did announce uh, I can't remember the number. Like a month ago, they announced a camera. We actually, I think we actually have a blog post on Planet 5D that was was started and never finished because the 5D Mark IV came out like right after that. So I never even got to finish the Nikon announcement, which is telling you a whole lot about Nikon at this point, right? They're just they're just doing nothing, um, and it's and it's i mean i i i'm reading these forums i'm telling you about the 5d mark IV, and i'm reading these forums about everybody going i can't wait till nikon announces the the successor to the d810 and I'm like photokina was the time to do it wasn't it wasn't that yeah was and and we got this snoozer action camera stuff
0: i mean we did get the d5 fairly recently which is a, a, a year ago yeah which you isn't know, it been a year already i think it has been a year actually uh, it, it's a that was a, a pretty substantial camera for them but uh th- there's nothing really exciting since then and uh, everybody else has done the same thing only better i don't know what's gonna happen to nikon and it's really unfortunate yeah. because nikon has such great glass i love yeah. Well, nikon lenses and even their d-line of bodies has always been a pretty top-notch set of photography tools and uh, to a lesser extent video tools uh, i don't know what's gonna happen to nikon if the key mission is is what they got to bring to the table that that's it's sort of sad. I mean, I hope yeah. that they make money off of their action cams, but really, <laughs> this thing right here, look at this. I mean, what are you going to do with that? Uh, you already carry a smartphone. Why in the heck would you spend $300 on a smartphone that's not a phone? I mean, that that seems uh, seems very weird to me, especially when you can get a exploding samsung galaxy note tab 7 uh for so cheap you know it, i guess this won't explode that's good good job
1: nikon <laughs> uh, uh, but it doesn't make phone calls uh, um yeah i'm not it, and it's got a really awkward looking knob there on the side and
0: awkward I, I or excellent know. awkward Okay. Speaking of awkward, last thing on the but, list here. Oh, before I
1: forget, before I forget, by the way, I just looked it up. The Nikon D5 was announced in January, so it's only been nine months.
0: Oh, that's not okay. That's sooner than I thought. <laughs> it seems like okay. it seems like it's a fairly new camera. The D5 is very attractive, and it offered, yeah, you a know, a lot of stuff that uh, we were, you know, expecting from Canon sooner, and Canon did not. Uh, beat them to the punch as usual. Uh, Even though Nikon's uh, flailing, they still manage to put the tech in their cameras before Canon does, even if sometimes it's not as fully baked. Last thing on the list, speaking of fully baked, is a lackluster Hero 5 Black Edition camera. Same price as the Nikon Key Mission, so good job there, Nikon, for uh, uh, competing. Uh, Basically, these cameras' specs are identical. Uh, GoPro it's a thing it's doing okay good job boy <laughs> boy am i happy to have this camera so excited uh, honestly and uh, sony uh, announced quite a while ago the fdr x3000 uh with its catchy name but it, it was the first action cam to have image stabilization built in and that's the five axis image stabilization it's priced at 399 it's now for sale in the united states <sighs> gopro didn't offer that they're offering digital image stabilization in this thing uh it has the same specs pretty much as that yi4k action cam that sells for 249 and you know nikon is now in the business uh polaroid is in the business kodak is in the business all these other companies are making comparable cameras and they're all seem to be using the sony sensor the sony camera has the best feature set and is priced the same as the rest of these where does the hero five fit in i mean is it perfect for that quadcopter that they're going to sell with this to the karma uh you know what are we doing here uh it is perfect for that that's why they they made it was for the
1: karma and that's and that's where they're going to try to save their asses is by trying to create a drone that's folds up and fits in a little backpack and and therefore you need the action camera to go with it so it looks pretty appealing uh, it's it's a good upgrade from the previous GoPro so I, I really like the fact that it doesn't have that stinking uh, extra case that you need to have if you want to go underwater or whatever
0: um, so they're catching up with uh, Sony and uh, yeah. Nikon yeah good job does,
1: does it have does it actually have a quarter 20 thread on the bottom
0: uh i believe it does
1: isn't that nice so see there you go
0: yeah it's
1: it's actually becoming a real camera
0: <laughs> I, I guess i don't, I don't know I, no actually let me take that back mitch i don't think it does have the quarter 20 on the bottom i, I think you still have to put it in a naked case in order to uh to mount it to something um, so
1: they don't show me the bottom. So, I, okay. I don't
0: we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> get back to that. I was so unexcited about this that <laughs> that I didn't, wow. didn't bother to look. Well, uh, I didn't
1: really look at it either. To be frankly honest with you, I, I was more interested in the, the
0: karma. The, the Sony action camera that I mentioned previously for three 99, it's, it's such an, uh, affordable price for the feature set. And then I was kind of expecting the hero five to also have five axis stabilization built in just because if sony can offer it at that 399 then hero black edition should have it as well to to me anyway i think that would be a fair assessment and 4k at 30 frames per second i was hoping maybe we could see 60 frames per second you know it's well,
1: why would why would GoPro put stabilization in there when they can sell you the Karma Grip, which does stabilization instead? Why would why would they cannibalize that sale?
0: I'm, you know, there's so many freaking <laughs> GoPro three-axis stabilizers out there that it's ridiculous, and they're priced very affordably, down in the you know 150 to 200 dollar range. I can't imagine there would be a compelling reason to go with the handheld stabilizer from uh GoPro when <laughs> you can go on Amazon and buy any number of top-rated freaking adapters that will three axis stabilize your camera and not to mention dji has been doing this amazingly well <laughs> for how long now and on top of that even offers a handle grip with a micro four-thirds sensor slash lens adaptable body i mean i don't know i guess it's a good price for a, a quadcopter slash action cam and, you know, since the action cam is waterproof, you could dive your quadcopter <laughs> into the water, go retrieve it, and get the best footage of your life as you crash your your uh, $1,000 quadcopter into a lake or something like that. I, nice. I, I, it is good. I, I'm complaining, but in reality, think about four years ago when you wanted to buy a quadcopter with a 4K action camera. You wouldn't even get it. You'd get a 1080p action camera, and you'd spend uh-huh. like three dollars or $4,000. So while I'm grumpy, I'm not that grumpy because it's $1,000, you know, and this has a lot of the easy fly features that are offered in the DJI line, but those have come down in price too. Now you can buy quadcopters from the, the action cam company. They're selling a quadcopter for, I think it's $799 that is carbon fiber and goes with their action camera. It it undercuts GoPro by, you know, three or $400, same feature set there's so many offerings out there that while it's great that GoPro the the leading company is is offering this stuff it's it's hard for them to stand out with all this other stuff in there it's it's the same problem i was having with the M5 it's it's there's a sea of these cameras there's a sea of these quadcopters there's a sea of these action cams how does one company distinguish itself from another? And it used to be lifestyle, but now everybody is, uh, you know, th- there's no loyalty in the action camera market. They just go. There's and- not. No, I know people that are like, I got a new GoPro. And I'm like, what? And they, they go on Amazon and they bought one for like $50. And it's some like CS4. Thirty or you know a brand I've never heard of. There's twenty five different freaking brands on Amazon selling basically GoPro clones for a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, even sixty or fifty dollars for the ten eighty P models. I mean, uh, they're throwaway cameras. They're so cheap and. i I don't know. You know, people don't care. They see an action camera. It's small. It's cheap. Like I'm going to film my kids with this and never look at the footage. You know, just like 90% of the other action camera owners, you know, great. You got yourself a camera. Good job. You filled up your memory card. Better delete some of those memories. What is going on here? I'm
1: going to film my family and never look at the images. But I, I think DJ, I think this is an impulse buy for you.
0: 'Cause I need another action camera in my life. <laughs> you need
1: a drone to go with it. You need you need the and and I, I would, you, you hit the nail on the head. You took the words right out of my mouth because I think if you look at the GoPro booth at NAB every year, that place is packed. Absolutely packed. And the the other camera companies like the the, the Yee and the the what's the one that you have that you that I convinced you to buy on the Kickstarter. Oh but, the
0: E one. Yeah, the
1: E one thing.
0: Yeah. The, the, um, they
1: had a booth at NAB with all those uh, with the
0: No they're doing yeah the the 360 Matrix degree captures. Yeah. Yep.
1: But didn't have nearly the number of people standing around their booth as as so so I think this uh, GoPro is very much like Canon in that they're the leader quote brand name leader in the market now i think canon actually has a little bit more authority than gopro does uh but i'm just i'm trying to put on my gopro defending hat and playing and <laughs> it's not
0: working very well one other thing I'll, <laughs> I'll throw at you and it's something to think about you can go buy a g7 uh micro four-thirds camera for about 350 to 400 dollars And it is a full-fledged camera with interchangeable lenses, and you could crash it into stuff and destroy it, and you have spent the same amount as you have on a GoPro. Uh, So at some point, unless you really need to dive underwater, which I would argue that many of these people do not, you can go get a regular camera uh, for almost as cheap or as cheap and they, they come with a zoom even uh, you know for for that price and you'll still be able to shoot 4k uh footage you'll be able to have image stabilization you'll have a microphone input you'll have the phone app controls that you want and the size is only slightly bigger uh, like three times the size of a GoPro. That's not that ridiculous to expect someone to carry. Right. And you can take good stills with it. You have a full-fledged freaking camera, not just a little pocket thing that is crippled in certain manners in order to make it so small. It's it's weird that the action, market, action camera market is continuing to expand. And I think you sent me an article here recently, and I didn't mean to turn this into a rant, but... Uh, <laughs> You sent me an article that said that they expect a huge growth in the action camera market, but it's like folks are losing a part of their brain that's not working. You know, they they go spend five hundred dollars on an action camera when they could go get a, a perfectly good stills slash video camera for less and have better quality, image quality, better everything than this uh, compromised little tiny camera. I I don't know what's going on with people maybe lifestyle... They don't think like you.
1: They don't think like you, DJ. They think, oh my god, I need an action cam because I'm going on vacation and I want to film my family or I want to put it in the corner and watch to see whether my cat pees there or whether she pees over there. And... Oh, by the way, the new GoPro has voice control. Let's not forget that amazing feature so you
0: can yell
1: at your camera and tell it what to do. And it's waterproof down to 33 feet, which I'm sure that your little G8 isn't going to do. Okay. Nobody cares. Um. I mean,
0: you can put it in a housing (laughs) if you really want to, but I don't know. How many times are you, do you dive Mitch? I mean, I don't On honeymoon, I went swimming. Uh, I have action cameras that the only time they've ever seen water is when I demoed them for a review by dumping in the water. Otherwise, you know, I I don't, I don't take my camera swimming with me. It's not like, Oh, let's strap this to my forehead and go swimming. Maybe if you're a surfer, you know, or there's very specific applications, but a lot of the people i see with action cameras uh, they just carry it around in their purse pocket car or whatever and film some stuff every once in a while and then don't do anything with it and it seems like that money could be better spent uh, yep. i don't know I, I wish people didn't think cameras were so hard so that they would just go to the camera instead of thinking that they need to just have a single button press to record
1: i think i, I think part of the problem dj is that right now there are t- too many choices. And it's it's easier to think, oh, I need an action camera because I'm gonna go snowboarding or sledding or swimming underwater, whatever, than to think, oh, well, I could use a different kind of camera that has more features. It's, it's just car, car, uh, compartmentalization, this big word that comes to my head and I can hardly say. (laughs) Uh, But but people don't necessarily realize that they can do stuff like you're thinking about. They're just like, I need an action cam, bang, let's go buy a GoPro, because that's the brand name
0: okay so anyway anyway, there's a lot of action cams out there go forth and buy them all you need every (laughs) single one uh also people if you're in that market seriously take a look at the gx85 because that camera looks pretty sexy and it's super tiny and uh hipstery as well um (laughs) anything else on here before we get out of here mitch i think we've filled up an entire show with camera announcements um and a rant even no i'm gonna no, take that as a I could, no i
1: could go on and on and on but let's just cut it off
0: all right guys uh this has been another episode of dslr film Noob podcast you can find me at dslrfilmnoob.com you can find me on itunes you can find the show on itunes you can find mitch and i at our respective websites mitch where would that be i'm on planet5d.com and planetmitch.com and everywhere
1: that you can find planet mitch
0: i forgot to ask is there was there a giveaway this week no,
1: no i we just finished the syrup one, and we've got another one coming up in a couple of weeks.
0: All right, well, uh, we'll make sure to post that in the next show notes when we get going. Thanks guys for listening. Thanks for watching uh the chat room thing. This is actually kind of nice i I get to kind of get distracted, and both Mitch and I <laughs> lost our thread several times by leading reading and chuckling at the the chat room in the background uh, <laughs> expect to see the g8 in my hands in my grubby little hands uh this afternoon so there's four hundred dollars i won't get back or maybe i will Uh, also probably gonna i'm gonna put this out there just so you know i'm probably gonna uh, get rid of my 5d mark IV. it isn't doing it for me a very Uh frustrating uh video (laughs) experience so far Uh, i don't know what's going on with the white balance but everything seems to be a little yellow on mine maybe i got a, a dud i don't know quite what the heck i'm doing wrong but uh thanks in the chat room guys all right guys that's the end of the show we'll see you next time on another exciting episode of dslr film noob Podcast. podcast